0: Hey, I just want to start off by saying I'm so excited by what God is doing at the moment. I really believe that God is moving afresh. He's doing new stuff in people's lives. Um, I hope you feel it. I hope you're excited, uh, not just for hype's sake, but you're excited because God's doing something in your heart. Is that anyone here this evening? Yeah, a few of us. That's good. That's good. Um, I want to talk about something this evening, but I've made an interesting observation of, of fathers. And it's what happens when fathers get around certain sports. Um, And what happens is dads get really competitive, right? They get into it. I feel like often it's the dads, they're the one that actually wants to win the game. Like the kid's like, dude, I'm three. I don't care about soccer. I just want to have fun. And the dad's like, come on, man, you can do it. Be better. Um, And and I, I had an experience, not quite like this, but with my own father. And we were playing indoor soccer, with a bunch of my friends out at Highfields, and I think it may have been one of the only games of indoor soccer I ever played. I was on a team of people who were really good, so that just made me look, you know, I don't know if it made me look better or worse. I don't know what was happening. Uh, But I remember we played the first half, and we got in our little, like, halftime, like, you know, huddle, and the coach said whatever he had to say, and then Dad just knew it was his moment to step up, to be the coach. And he walked in, he huddled a few of the boys around, and he said, you boys aren't hungry enough for the ball. You've got to get hungry for the ball. I don't know if you've ever heard of some kind of coach say, you've got to be hungry for it. And we're like, Dad, what's that mean? Like, does, you know, does that mean we get chips if we win? I don't know. Um, and he's like, you've got, to be hungry. you've got to be hungry for the ball. And you know, obviously what he was saying is, and when he explained himself, it was you can't just keep waiting for the ball to come to you you've actually got to get out there and get after it you've actually got to want the ball you've got to go after the ball you've got to make plays for the ball you've got to you know when it comes to, I love that Geordie's agreeing with this because he actually plays really well at good at soccer and I'm glad you're not like bro that's not how soccer works but you've got to get after it you've got to get hungry for the ball and you know in those one-on-ones you can't just let the person take it you've actually got to really want it um, I don't know if anyone's noticed in life, but there are some things that you actually have to get out there and get after if you want to see it happen. Uh, a job would be a great example of this. Now, we believe in an all-powerful, powerful Almighty God, but I love that He still gives us a part to play. So if you're praying for a job, I hope you're out there handing out resumes. Because how God works is not like God. I pray for a job, sit down, phone rings. Oh, hello, Microsoft. Okay, sure, I'll be there. When do I start? CEO? Yeah, sure, no worries. That's not how God works. There's often there's times where He actually wants to see us press in and get out there and get after it. The same could be said for relationships. Maybe you're single here and you'd like to be in a relationship and. You're praying, God, I just pray for the right person. I pray for the right person. I pray, you just, I pray you'd bring them into my life. And I hope if you're praying that prayer, you're not just sitting at home waiting for a knight in shining, shining armor to come clanking up the footpath and knock on your front door and say, here I am, I am appointed and sent by the Lord to be your husband or wife. I, I hope that you're actually out there. You've got a part to play. There's, I hope that you're getting along to young adult socials. I hope that you're coming to church, that you're on a team. I mean, you know, the greatest way to get married is probably to start serving somewhere. Uh, that's a little biased. However, if you ask a lot of people, who were married, that's probably where they met. Um, that's where I fell in love with my wife was at, was at youth. It was at the Thrive Ball, and we were dancing, and, and, we were, uh, and then the music changed from slow music, and we just kept dancing to, to dubstep, but we waltzed. <laughs> we waltzed to dubstep. Um, but you know, actually, there's some things in life that actually we've got to get out there. And, and so, what I want to do tonight is kind of just pose us a bit of a question. And the question is, are you hungry? And I'm not talking about physical hunger. We've got pies for that later, okay. But, but are you actually hungry to see God do something in your life? Are you hungry to see God move? Have you got needs that you're hungry to see God meet? Have you got a vision that you're hungry to, for, for God to fulfill? Um, because I, I would wager, and, and Jesus does this in John 7, He totally shakes up what the world had thought about what it took for God to move in your life. See, up till this point, they believed it had something to do with, you know, where you were born, who you were, uh, maybe who your ancestors were, maybe the way that you behaved. And then John uh, John 7, Jesus gets up and he says something radical. He says, in John 7, 37, on the latest and greatest day of the festival. So he's at this massive big festival. He climbs up on the steps and it says, he stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. So it's this massive shift from if you want to see God move in your life, you better be from the right tribe, you better be the right person, you better be behaving in the right way, you better be get, you know, you got to be on the straight and narrow if you want to see God move. And he changes that completely and says, whoever is thirsty, he says, the one qualification you need to see me move in your life is that you actually want it to happen that you're actually thirsty for it or hungry for it, if I can put it that way. That you're actually hungry to see him move. Because I see, I think the thing with God is he's not just, he's not just looking for us. You know, it's not like we're just kind of standing there and it's like, you know, God, if you if you got it, I'll have it. You know, oh, God, if you want to do that, okay, sure, go for it. God actually wants to see that we're not just, yeah. you know, willing to receive it, but that we're actually hungry to see Him move. Is there anyone who's hungry to see God move here this evening? So the question is, are you hungry? Are you hungry? And what I want to do tonight is I want to look at somebody in the Bible who I think is the epitome of hungry. Uh, I'm going to make a few observations about what it looks like to be hungry, and and I want to use that as a bit of a, if you could, I guess you've got a part to play tonight, okay? We're all in this together. I want you, as we talk about what a hungry person is, I want you to look inside yourself and say, is that me? Is that honestly me? Because I think God is looking for hungry people, We're not just saved to come and sit in a chair. We're we're not just, you know, God doesn't want to just do something in our lives because so we can just kind of live our own individualistic life. God actually wants to move. He has more for you. He isn't finished with you. If you think it finished with wherever you're at now, you're wrong. If you're still breathing, God is still moving and God still wants to use you. Um so let's let's look at this. Are we hungry? And then I want to talk about a couple of ways that we can actually make ourselves hungry again. Are you ready? Geordie's ready. I'm just going to preach to Geordie all night. No, are we ready? Yeah. Are we hungry? Yeah. No, you're supposed to say. I'm not sure yet because you haven't heard. No, no I'm joking, joking. That's good. People hungry already. I want to read about Zacchaeus, famous story in the Bible. Luke one 7 It says Jesus was entering. Uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man there by the name of Zacchaeus, he was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Again, don't you love how the Bible just keeps everything in there? This poor dude, he's been done dirty, right? It's like, yeah, Zacchaeus, he was short. It's like, thanks for recording that for all history to read about me. Uh, he was short, so he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree uh, to see him, since Jesus was coming along that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up at him and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they begin to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. And now the reason that this muttering is going on is because Zacchaeus is not a liked guy, okay? He's the chief... Tax collector. In those days, and a lot of this would have heard this, tax collectors were not liked people because they they were often cheats, they would say you had to pay more tax than you actually had to. We're talking about living already in the most taxed society in history, and these guys are adding some on. And not only that, he was the chief tax collectors. And I was doing some research this week into what's a chief tax collector. And it's great because the the answer is, we don't really know what a chief tax collector is. It's just worse than a tax collector pretty well. It's like the boss of the tax collectors. It's like, we don't like the tax collectors and this guy's their boss, so we really don't like him. Um, But I think the first thing, what we see is we see this hungry guy who is willing to go to any length to just get an encounter with Jesus. And I think that's something that we should all kind of model our lives off in a sense as well, that I'm so hungry just to see God move, just for a glimpse of Jesus, just for a fresh touch from heaven that I'm willing to go to any length. So I wanna just look at three characteristics of a hungry person. The first one is intentionality. Again, Zacchaeus was not just waiting for it to happen. He was intentional about getting out there and putting himself in a place where he was gonna have an encounter with Jesus. Actually, he didn't even know he was gonna have an encounter with him. He just wanted to see Jesus. But what we can see is that he was intentional about it. He was getting to a space where he was gonna have a sighting and a viewing of Jesus. Zacchaeus didn't just sit in his tax collector's booth and say, you know, if Jesus really wants to meet me, he'll come here and find me, yeah. you know? And, and, and Which is fair enough, right? He's God, he knows everything. So I'm just gonna sit here, I'm gonna spin around some Roman coins that have stolen off some poor fisherman, and I'm gonna wait for Jesus to show up. Because if he's real, he would come, and if he loves me, he would come to me. Now, what we see from Zacchaeus, is he's out there, he's climbing a tree, he's being intentional about getting in a space where Jesus is gonna be. He, he was, and I think what that is, it's leaning in by faith. Yeah. And you know, God really wants to do something in your life, and I honestly believe that for each and every person. But I also think that God kind of looks at us and he wants to see that you want it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. He wants to see that you're not just like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. He wants to actually see you leaning in. Yeah. He's not making you earn it. He's not, you're not trying to prove anything. But what you're saying is, I have got faith, Jesus, that you are the answer, that you're my provider, that the solution to the problem that I'm facing is found in you. So hungry people are intentional. Hungry people, a characteristic of a hungry person, of Zacchaeus, is desperation. If we see him climbing a tree, I mean, come on, that's quite embarrassing, isn't it? Like, it's like, Zacchaeus, why are you climbing the tree? I'm short, oh, Sorry dude. That's like that's that kind of sucks. Uh, he's willing to go to any extent uh, no matter what it looks like to the people around you. You know, this guy is climbing a tree. That's something that children do. And here he is, this supposedly supposed to be respected dude climbing his tree, climbing a tree, putting himself in an embarrassing position. Why because he was Desperate, He was hungry. He wanted to see Jesus. He didn't care what the other people. He was the kind of guy who didn't want to be in the limelight. Like, again, you've been stealing from people all week. What you don't want to do is get in the tree and be like, hey, guys, here I am. You know, what you don't want is some angry fisherman seeing you in the marketplace and following you home to try to get, the, you know, what you stole from him. There's not, he's not, he does not want to be highlighting, this is where I am. But instead, he still gets up because he's so desperate. He wouldn't let the opinion of others stop him. Hungry people go to any length, no matter what it looks like, no matter how embarrassing it might be, no matter how, you know, it might be perceived. Hungry people are willing to go to any extreme. I remember when I was younger, my friends and I went for a bike ride. And I don't know if you've ever done exercise and just like overcommitted, and you kind of get to the point of no return, and you're like, I have made a mistake. Like, I am past halfway, I will die before I return. And we were kind of riding our bikes in the bush, and there were a lot of hills. And the thing with hills is when you go down, it's really easy. But then when you come back up, it sucks. So we rode down a long way. And then about 10 minutes into the way up, we're like, we are in desperate and dire trouble. Because uh, we didn't take kind of anything. We didn't take water. or we'd, And it's the middle of summer. And we're like, we're actually going to die. And I remember we got back to, back to the streets. And... This was still so far from home, and we were like, we are literally going to die from thirst. And and we got desperate. We started thinking, man, what can we do? Like, we're looking for taps. We don't even care if they're potable or non-potable. We're just going to drink that. We're looking for stormwater in the drain. We're so thirsty. We're starting to get really desperate. And we decide we've got to knock on someone's door and, and ask them for water. Now, I don't know if you've ever had to knock on someone's door and ask them for water, not cool. It's not really a cool thing to have to do. So we, we drew straws, you know, paper, scissors, stone. I was really lucky that I wasn't the one that had to go and ask. And, and we, went into, we went into this person's house. We, we knocked on the door. And we're like, we're so sorry, but we are going to die of thirst. Can you give us a glass of water? And this older lady was like, yeah, sure, that's not a a problem. Um, But we were desperate. We were so thirsty. We're like, we're going to go to whatever extreme to just find the source of what we're looking for. And that's where Jesus says, hey, if you're thirsty come to me and drink. If you're looking for something, if you're looking for some peace, if you're looking for some grace, if you're looking for some love, come to me and receive. If you're looking for purpose, if you're looking for vision, hey, you don't have to be desperate out there. You can come and be desperate with me because if you're looking for it, I've got it. Desperate people, they're not picky They're not, they're up for whatever. They don't say, nah, I don't like this song, or nah, the lights weren't just doing it for me. It's like, man, whatever's happening, I am leaning in and I am hungry for what you're doing, God. I love, I shared it last week, but I love the story. A bunch of our young adults got together for a barbecue uh, the other week and it ended up just in this worship night. And I think that is a picture of being hungry. It's like, you know, we're here for a barbecue, but, but we're just so hungry to see God do something that we're gonna forget the barbecue and forget what we had planned and actually just take a moment to press in to God. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Whatever it takes, I'm hungry. Um, whatever it takes. So are you desperate to see God move in your life? Are you willing to look undignified in the pursuit of what God has for you? Or are you kind of just like, you know, if the moment's right, Uh, if I'm feeling okay, then I'll go after it. Or are you actually desperate? Where you are hungry for what God is doing? The final thing we see in Zacchaeus is perspective. We see in Luke 19, 8 to 10, it says, but Zacchaeus stood up, and this is after Jesus has been in his house having dinner. So he stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Zacchaeus has this moment where he realizes that, hey, all of this, it's about more than just me. It's actually about other people. And I think when people are hungry and when people start to actually, when you start to receive from God, you realize that this is not just about me. This is about more than just me. And I think that story is always told from How good for Zacchaeus. Good on him for giving back, you know, four times what he cheated people from. But but can you picture the people that had been cheated by him getting paid back four times the amount? Talk about a blessing. These people are just blessed to a point where it's going to actually make such a practical difference in their life because Zacchaeus has perspective went from just me and just what i want to actually if there's some you know he's gone if i've found what i'm looking for in jesus surely there's other hungry people out there that need to receive as well so what do hungry people look like they're intentional i wonder if you're intentional are you intentional about going after god and about leaning in and pressing in they're desperate are you desperate? Are you kind of waiting for the right moment? Are you just kind of vibing out what everyone else is doing? Are you willing just to press in in any moment at the drop of the hat and go after what God has got for you? And if you've got a broader perspective, a broader perspective that God doesn't want to just do something in you, He actually wants to do something through you. Hungry. Are you hungry? So what if you don't feel those things? What if you don't kind of feel hungry? Hungry. And maybe, maybe like me, I've, I've been in parts, parts of my life before where I was so hungry. You know, it was just like, man, if anything was happening, I was there. I was on my knees. It was like, God, I just want more of you. I don't care what the opportunity is. I'm taking it because, God, I want you. Yeah. And sometimes where I felt like that, and it's like, man, I'm willing to forgo sleep, to spend time reading my Bible and just spending time with God. And there's other times where it's like, I kind of lose that hunger. And I don't know if anyone relates to that, but maybe in the past you really felt like just so on fire and so hungry and so excited for what God was doing. But maybe now you kind of just feel like you've lost that a little bit. Maybe as we talk about those things, you're starting to feel a little bit like, yeah, actually I'm missing some of that. I haven't been, been super intentional. I don't feel that same desperation that I used to. You know, I found some really interesting research this week that you can actually forget that you're hungry. How funny is that? You would think you couldn't forget you're hungry, right? Like, when you're hungry, you're hungry. You're not forgetting that you're hungry. It's a very physical urge. But they did this research. They basically tied back this one chemical in your body that goes up when your hunger increases. Basically, when that chemical goes up, that's when you start feeling hungry. Um, But they did some really interesting research on these people. And what they were doing is they were fasting one day, eating the next, fasting one day. And on the day that they were fasting, what they found was that even though that chemical was super high in people's body, it says here, if you're really distracted, oftentimes people are able to lose that sense of hunger. Then, over time, the feelings of hunger will diminish because you're still hyper-focused on something else. Isn't that interesting? You can actually lose your sense of hunger because you're distracted by something else. And I feel like God would say to some people this evening that you've made something that wasn't meant to be the main thing, the main thing. And that's why you're, hung- that's why you're not feeling hungry, is because you're so focused on fixing this problem yourself. You're so focused on just getting those grades, or getting that job, or getting that relationship, or getting through this struggle. And you think, if I could just, if I could just get this done, then I would get back to where I was with God. But I think what God's saying is, hey, stop being distracted and remember, you should be hungry for me. You should thirst for me. I'll look after all that stuff. All that stuff is just peripheral to what I want to do in your life. So we can get distracted. Distracted people forget that they're hungry. Have to remember that you're hungry. So how do we get hungry? Are you ready for three rapid-fire points? Yeah. <laughs> Only, okay, we're going to wrap up right now. Why don't we stand? Okay. Are we ready for the final thoughts? This is where you should be hungry. And actually, to be honest, I kind of feel like, come on, i like saying this, but I don't wanna do that because I don't think we should be hungry out of some sense of hype, some sense of false excitement. We should be hungry because God is actually doing something on the inside of us. So I'm not gonna try to excite you more than you should be. You respond how you want to, but I wanna encourage us. Let's think about, it. are we hungry? If maybe you relate to that, here's some ways you can increase your hunger. The first one, Lean in. If you want to get more hungry, take the first step and lean in to what God is doing. As you lean in, as you lean in and you press in, as you're the first one to raise your hands, you're the first one at Life Group, it's funny how God starts to do something. There was a couple in our church in um, Taipei, and that lovely couple, really cool couple in our church, and they'd always kind of roll in late to the service, and they'd sit in the back row, and I'm not having a shot at anyone in the back row, okay? But you know, their posture was kind of leaned out, you know? And one day I talked to this guy, his name was Leon, and I said, Leon, how would you feel about being one of our translators? We need some more translators. Uh, And he said, sure, yeah, I'd love to do that. And he came and, and he translated, and he did really well. And you know what was super interesting was from that week on, they sat in the front row, leaning in, excited, ready. They had a part. They were owning what was going on. They were excited to see God move. It's funny. When you just take the first step, and you lean in. It's like that hunger starts to come back. It was like all of a sudden the re, there was a refiring inside of them, an excitement to see God do something because they were willing to lean in in. Lean in. Uh, so maybe it looks like, again, pressing in in worship. Maybe it's looking for an opportunity to serve. Start to get that hunger firing. Maybe it's starting a conversation with somebody that you wouldn't usually speak to. Start to lean in to what God is doing. The second thought is be around hungry people. Yeah. Sometimes we've got to remind ourselves That we're hungry. Uh, Now, I have asked Jordan to assist with this, and he's going to slowly make his way up the front. And what he is carrying is maybe a bit faster than that, but you know, he's only on his his way. (laughs) We're going to be here till nine o'clock. What he's carrying is one of the beautiful, and he's just going to waft that around just a little bit. He's carrying a lovely pie and chips from the city. Thanks, Jordan. What have we got here? We've got a lovely gourmet pie and I don't know, we've been sitting in church for, you know, maybe 40 minutes now. And just as that, that scent begins to just take over the room, come Holy Spirit. And uh, as it starts to come, it's funny how maybe some of you who weren't even feeling hungry after smelling the pie, I'm smelling this pie now, I'm really hungry. Maybe I need to work it into my message where I actually eat the pie. Um, we start to, start to smell something when you start to smell something, it reminds you that you're hungry. And that's what it said in that research. If you're surrounded by enough cues that remind you of your hunger, say you're reading a novel, but you're by the kitchen and the smell of dinner is wafting through the air, then you'll likely remember how hungry you are. And what the the point I'm trying to make is when you're around hungry people, when you see what God is doing, you can't help but start to get a hunger that starts to build up inside of you. When you start to see, hey, if God can do that in their life, maybe He can do it in my life. If God can heal them, maybe He can heal me. If God has hope and a future for them, maybe He has Hope in a future for me, be around hungry people, and you yourself will find that you are hungry that 's what I love about life group because i 'm starting to see God moving in the people around me. Maybe myself, I'm feeling like a little bit dry. I'm feeling like, man, I've just you know had a bit of a here and there week. And Then you show up to life group and, and people are sharing about what God's doing in their life. Tell you what, man, we, we eat a lot of food at our life group, but I can't help but leaving hungry to see God doing more. So if you want to be hungry again, does anyone want to be hungry again? You Want to be hungrier? Start to lean in. Be around some people who are hungry. Again, get in a group of people that are going to encourage you. Start to lean into that. Stirs up your hunger. And the final thought is just reset your perspective. You know, I think sometimes we can get so focused just on the one thing. Maybe it's on that need that we need. Maybe we get distracted by something we want to see happen in our life. I think sometimes we've got to remember and, and remind ourselves to reset our perspective and realize that life is about more than just me and God. It's an amazing thing that God wants a personal relationship with you. I believe it 100%. But God actually wants to do something through you. He doesn't want to just do something for you or to you. He wants to do something through you. And I think what He wants to do in you is to use your hunger to actually create hunger in the lives of other people. The Bible says, Be That God wants us to be salt and light in the world, in the world, to be salt and light in the world, in the world. I don't know if anyone knows that song. Talitha's like, no, we don't know that song. I can't actually remember. Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay, anyway. Uh, That was a joke for the AM service, apparently. Uh, (laughs) You know, God doesn't want to just do something, He, He wants us to be salt and light. What does salt do? I mean, it makes you thirsty. If we go out there and we live the kind of life where we're just hungry for God, I think the people around us have no option but to actually start to pay attention, to get thirsty, to wonder, could God do that in my life too? As we start to live in a way that's salty, I think it's gonna make people feel hungry. It's gonna make people thirsty. I just kind of had this thought I as I was preparing, you know, God wants to bless you so much, but if the blessing stops with you, you're actually missing out on half the blessing. Because God doesn't just bless you for you, He blesses you so He can be a blessing through you. When God does something in your life, if you just stop at it being the thing that He did in my life, you're missing out on the full pe- the full the full thing that God wants to do. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. He wants to heal you so that you can help other people find wholeness. He wants to give you, He wants to give you vision so that you can help other people find vision and find purpose and find excitement for their life. So, are you hungry? Are you hungry? And I'm just, I'm just so excited because, you know, maybe even your perspective has just been that kind of the same old, same old. Maybe you feel like you're just getting into a bit of a rut where this is just how, what we do. And I feel like I've been in the same job and the same, you know, for ages. Um, I'm not saying you should go out and quit your job, but I just really feel like God's about to do something new, hey. Yeah. That God's moving afresh. And I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for it. Yeah. I'm hungry to see God do miracles. I'm hungry to see people get healed and, and people to have their lives transformed by Jesus. I'm really hungry for that. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you're hungry to see God move. And I've been so excited by our youth team, a bunch of them down on the front here. Um, I'm a sneaky fly on the wall in the youth leader chat and just them talking about how excited they are for this term and what they're seeing God do already. That makes me hungry. That makes me excited. They're like, man, God is doing something new. And I'm like, I'm so on board with this. God is doing something new. And who's he looking for? He's looking for hungry people. So my question is, are you ready for the next thing that God is going to do? If you're ready, get hungry for it. I'm not trying to amp you up. Get hungry on the inside. Get that desire of, I just want to be where you are, God. I just want more of you. I want more of your presence. I want more of your power. I want a fresh touch from you. And hey, if you're a young adult here and you're hungry, we've got in a couple of weeks on the 11th of September, uh, not September, on the 11th of, what are we in? November? No, thank you. Thank you. The 11th of November, which, which fun fact, in Asia, they call Singles Day because it's like four ones and it just looks like four single people, um, which I just think is hilarious. But it's a good picture of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be coming together um, just on a Thursday night. A bunch of the young adult life groups are getting together and we're just gonna have a night where we really seek after God. And we just take a moment to kind of just sit in His presence. We're gonna have just some worship, just an acoustic guitar. It's gonna be a moment for people who are hungry to really lean in. And, but I'd encourage you, you, don't have to wait for that. Maybe just even a slight change in the way you sing this last song. Start to sing it as someone who's hungry, someone who's desperate, someone who's been intentional about seeking out God. Maybe it's in the after party afterwards as you eat a delicious pie and chips. You know, actually being intentional in the conversations that you're having with people. Actually talking about stuff that that really matters. Um, And I'd encourage you, just come on, be a part. Start to get hungry. Start to get ready for what God is doing. And I even hope, maybe this message is not a message to, this is not a rally the troops and get up and let's go, let's be excited. This is, go away and reflect on this. Are you actually hungry? And what do you need to do to increase your hunger. It actually says in the Bible, it says in, I believe it's in Matthew, I've got it here. Uh, Matthew 25, 35, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So I think God's saying, no matter how hungry you've got, I've got what you're looking for. Yeah. So The question is, how hungry are you? Yeah. A couple of questions as we finish. Are you hungry? I've said it a bunch of times, but are you hungry? It's so all I want to get across tonight is I want you to ask yourself Am I hungry? Am I hungry like I used to be? Am I hungry like I was when I first met Jesus? Am I still hungry? And if you're hungry, how hungry are you? Because I think God says, no matter how hungry you are, I can fill you. Which says to me, I wanna be more hungry because I want all that God has got for me. I wanna suck all those little, uh, I nearly said the Chinese, I wanna suck all the little pearls out of the the bubble milk tea. I don't wanna leave that thing empty. I want every drop of what God has got for me. What are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? Do you need a miracle? Do you need God to do something fresh? Do you just need that fresh touch from Him, that tangible moment where you really feel like, man, God is with me. It's a fact, He's with you. But maybe you need that fresh touch, that fresh reminder that, yeah, He's He's actually there. Final question is, are you ready to be filled? God says those who hunger those who thirst after righteousness will be filled. So are you ready for that? Because I think if you know you're about to eat, it's okay to be hungry. You know, if you think it's a long time till you eat, you start putting that feeling off, like, man, it's nine o'clock. Like, I've got a long time till lunchtime. I'm gonna try, in the office, I eat all the mince, um, like, like the like Minty's mints. not like, there's not, red, there's not red meat just lying around on the table. Okay, that'd be a really weird office. Just digging into the mince. You know, God actually says he wants to fill you. So that says to me, if you're ready to be filled, like start to get hungry, man. Start to get desperate to see God do something. Are you hungry? Why don't you go away? Why don't you think about that? Why don't we stand together? I'd love to pray for us just as we finish. Jesus, we just thank you that you're at work. We thank you that you fill us when we're hungry. And just for anyone here tonight, and and, and that's really you. I really feel like God is actually moving and just in some people's hearts this evening. Maybe you're ready to get hungry again. Maybe you're making that decision of, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna really lean in again. I'm really gonna get intentional. I'm really gonna get desperate. If that's you, just just, just open your heart for a moment and and Jesus, we just thank you that you see every open heart that's here this morning and I pray that you would increase their hunger and increase their desire for you, God, that they would start to see you move in fresh ways, God, for fresh miracles, for fresh words from you, for fresh vision, for clarity around future and next step, God, we just believe that you're at work this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. And hey, finally, we always do this, but maybe you're here this evening and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus and maybe your hunger has been stirred and you've thought are all those good things for me too they are for you too and we can be hungry because I think God was first hungry to be in relationship with us he was so hungry that he sent his son to live to die to be rose, to be risen again just so that we could know that we, hey we're all good that, that he wants to be close to you he wants to do life with you and if you'd like to maybe make a decision this evening just to invite him into your heart you know it's as simple as saying some words in your heart like you know Jesus I would like to follow you. If that's you, we would love to just connect with you after the service. And um, Talitha's going to come and tell you a little bit more about what you can do. But I want you to go home thinking about that. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry?